Be seen, be found, be heard. Welcome to episode three of the Socialized Communications Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tatiana Rivers, and I'm the Creative Director at Socialized Communications, and today I will be your host. Episode three is going to be the six easy steps to building a killer brand. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to give a little recap on how this podcast experiment has been progressing. Um, This week, I am speaking on a mic, except for this section, so it'd be interesting to see if you can tell a very big difference between this part and um, the next section, which is the actual episode. So a couple of little things that I've learned. Um, I tried the software Audacity, which is supposed to be the easiest editing free software from podcasts from what I have researched and I actually found it kind of difficult. Um, The audio file didn't import right away so little things like that is um, I definitely have a bit of a learning curve in front of me Um, but you know there's been little bits of progress Uh, so uh, here we have like I said a mic trial and it was fairly easy to use. I just got one off of Amazon, about $35. Install was really easy. Everything picked it up very quickly. So um, I think the mic is something that will stay and we'll see if um, I include any other equipment next week. Um, So without further ado, let's go into episode three. We are going to discuss the six easy steps to building a killer brand. As the creative director at Socialized Communications, one of my jobs is to build out brand strategy with our clients. I get clients from all sorts of stages in this process, uh, meaning I get brands that have had, or sorry, businesses that have very well established brands that just need some help, you know, maximizing their exposure online. I get uh, companies that, you know, their brand hasn't been working for them and they want to do a whole rebrand as they launch their social media. And then I have businesses that are just in their very beginnings and they're trying to figure out what is their brand. I think we all know what a good brand looks like when we see it, but it's sometimes hard to actually pinpoint how, you know, all the pieces that have to come and be put into place to make that brand look strong online, have be well-received, have great brand recognition, So today I'm going to break it down into six easy steps that I think any business can, you know, look at what they have if you have an existing brand or just follow step by step in order to make sure that you have a killer brand online. So my first piece of advice, the very first step you need to do is just grab a pen and a paper and review what your identity is. Knowing your identity which is basically kind of like your niche or your niche, however you want to phrase it, but really pinpointing that identity is the first step you need to take. It's the first building block, that piece of foundation. Without that, you can't really move on. Now, what that means is you need to know your business's strengths, your weaknesses, what you are and what you aren't. So you can find a ton of exercises online that will run through how to figure out what your niche is. But really, I just think it's just going over those simple concepts like what are you good at? What are you providing? What are your weaknesses? And what what aren't you? I think that's another really important point that a lot of businesses kind of focus more on what they can do. But when you kind of look at what you aren't, that also helps, you know, round out the brand identity and establish what you do. 
Now, a lot of business owners get stuck in this place. In the first step, they kind of deal with imposter syndrome and feel that what they're doing isn't really unique. And especially when they look at their competitors that may have been doing things for a lot longer and they don't really know how they kind of stack up against them. So, I mean, getting this, nailing this part down is really important. And sometimes it's just like you need even to look at yourself internally and if you need to get coaching or something like that to kind of really look at how you are unique compared to other competitors is a really important part of this business because as a leader, as a business owner, you need to, you know, relay that to your team and it's going to show online if that part isn't well thought out and well established and like you live it and you breathe it and your team knows that what you do the best. So putting that on pen and paper, once you have that down, we know what we are. We know what we do best. This is our audience. This is what, what we can provide. This is the problems that we solve for our potential customers and our clients. Getting that down on paper is step one. And then you can move on to step two, which is mapping things out visually. I like to start with a mood board. You can go to Pinterest, but basically the next step needs to really take your first, you know, identity creation and then show that visually because human beings absorb information visually. It is our human nature. It is the way our brains are wired. So you need to kind of start putting pieces together, you know, as if you were taking cutouts from a magazine. How does our brand, how do we want our brand to be see, to be seen? And how do we want them to be perceived? And as you kind of put these pieces out on paper, from cutting them out or going to Pinterest or taking screenshots, however you want to kind of collect visual data that you admire and that kind of encompasses what you are. It could be anything from quotes, from colors, from other brands that you have seen that you think that that is what I am striving to do. This kind of, it's okay to borrow stuff. I like a little bit from this company and I like a little bit from that company. And I think this person does it really well online. And I've seen these really great inspirational um, Instagram pages. All of that stuff is great material. And as you kind of put it all together and pull it together, you will find it has a unique, a unique fingerprint. So, you know, when people are in this process, again, that imposter syndrome might come up being like, I'm just borrowing things from other, other businesses. But really when you kind of, do it that way and have your own spin on things, you will find that it is completely unique the way you have put things together and not to be bogged down by imposter syndrome. And you will see that lo and behold, all of a sudden you have a great brand coming, coming to life in front of you with all of these little pieces. So once you have those two things, your identity on paper, this visual representation, you've got a great foundation to start building from there. The next thing I would do is I would go and have a logo designed. If you don't have a name for your business, or if you have a name for your business, this is when you can kind of make sure it all fits in together. And you basically hire a company to do your logo and giving them a whole package of this is my brand identity. And this is the visual representation with the mood boards or even the Pinterest page. That person would have a much better idea of what your logo should look like, and they can pull it all together. From there, you know, you want a color palette. And so now you have this kind of visual representation 
and you've got a great starting place that if you stick with this, you will have a brand that is unique and is recognizable. And I think that is probably one of the most important elements that, you know, builds a strong brand is having a very strong um, sense of identity. You know, you know what you are and you know what you're not. Your Instagram page, for example, should be under a certain, have, you know, a certain feel when you you go on it because a client will go or a customer will go and be like, I know what they are. They are fun. They are, you know, childlike. They have uh, curiosity. They're very energetic. I'm seeing this through all of these visual pictures. Or this brand is really well thought out. They are very educational. They are so professional. Um, I'm getting a lot of valuable information and highly curated resources. And they're, you know, really great statistics. And this is, you know, gives me the perception that they have a wealth of knowledge and they are really great at what they do. So really it's just getting these few steps and then giving it to the right designers to kind of put it together. Um, I highly believe in hiring people to, um, make sure that your graphics are done properly. I have seen companies do things like kind of DIY. I know it's really easy to think that that isn't valuable, especially if you're a small business starting out and maybe you can design some of your own logos. And I mean, I think that's a great place to start when you're brainstorming, but when you're actually wanting to put together a web page, um, you need very good um, high resolution pieces to start. So that's, that's step three is getting you know, high resolution logos, colors, type, your font, all of that put together and you can outsource that section. Once you get those materials, you would start working on your mission, your vision, your keywords, your phrases and questions that you think people, your customers would be looking for. And this is kind of as you develop your web page, what you need to have. You need to have a mission statement. You need to have your vision. You need to know keywords and phrases that, you know, would connect with your potential customers and your audience. And again, you'd be surprised. I have seen many businesses that have been working for years that haven't really put the time to develop these things. Um, you know, they put up a website at some point in their early days and they haven't really thought it out. It's not until I start asking them these questions when I do brand strategy that they're like, oh, you know, we never really thought about what our vision is or what our mission is. We just kind of put up our services, put up a logo, put up our location, and that was it. But we didn't really think about the keywords that make us different from our competitors. And we don't really have a place where, you know, we address our customers' questions. So that's step four is having you know, pulling on all those ideas from your identity and now putting it in the, putting yourself in the shoes of your customer or potential client. Like what are their problems and does your mission fix this for them? You know, really starting to think like your audience. I always like to do actually audience profiles at this point. So I usually do about five different audience profiles and it's really like mapping out a typical client or customer. They are 40 years old and they are, you know, pressed for time because they're a mom. Like, what do they need and how do I help them? Does my online experience feel easier than my competitors? Do I get things to them faster? Like, what can I do to make this customer's life easier with my product? So, you know, really narrowing that down and having that very obvious on your webpage, 
on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram, any sort of social profiles that you have, you need to have the solutions that you are offering to your customers loud and very clear. And I would say keep them very simple and also test them on people. Once you think you know what your solutions are, you know, try it out on an audience your friends, colleagues, you can even post things on Instagram and Facebook through polls and just see what the response is. Does your perceived solution actually solve a problem for your customer? Because you'd also be surprised there. Like some things that we think are obvious in our heads when you actually say it out loud and you test it on somebody else, you may see that the way you've worded things isn't as clear as you think or that there's actually another problem that you're solving. So definitely having a period of time to test your your brand's solutions, missions, value, keywords, and phrases is so important. Now, step five is really putting this all together in a brand guide. And again, I have now dealt with many, many companies that come to us and many do not actually have an internal brand guide that spells out exactly what they represent for their internal team and staff to know so that they are on the same page when they relay their brand to the outside world. And also for any other agencies that may work with them, they also need to understand what your brand guide is. So you need to put that all together in one document. And I think that's a wonderful exercise to do because again, it'll poke any holes you may have from the first few steps Maybe your identity isn't as clear as you thought it was going to be. Maybe your mission statement needs to be revised. But when you put it all in a brand guide and you can find brand guides, examples online, again, you just Google brand guide, go to Pinterest, go to Canva or go to YouTube and say, how do I make a brand guide? You will get tons of information. So I highly recommend, you know, taking a look at what you need to get. It'll, a brand guide will encompass your colors, where your logo should be always placed, your typography, you know, your headings are in one font, your body and caption are another, the tone of your voice, you know, even little things of like how you start your social media um, captions. Like, do you say, hey, do you say, in case you want to know, do you want to say, um, hello everyone, like, but always using those same types of phrases, you know, gives you a a consistent voice that people will start to identify with and like that. And, you know, that is what, again, makes you unique from your competitors is when you start really filling out all of those pieces in a brand guide that, you know, essentially guides how your brand is supposed to be perceived online. So once you have a nice brand guide that covers everything, the type of pictures that you want to use from stock photography, do you use black and white? Do you use certain color tones? Maybe your brand color tones are in pictures, or maybe it's like raw, unfiltered, or maybe, you know, very strong portrait style photography. But having, you know, mapping that out in your brand guide is really important in the final step to kind of putting it all together. Once you have a really great brand guide, you move on to step six, which would be, of course, finalizing or building your website, social handles, and any marketing material. This part, you know, if you, many companies start with number six first. They throw up a website, they throw up their social handles, and they throw up marketing materials. And to be quite honest, sometimes you need to just get the ball rolling and get that out. I totally understand that. But if you want a killer brand, that brand guy needs to be made. 
that's the difference between just having a brand and having a killer brand. And we're talking about killer brands today. Killer brands are the ones that have it really put together a strong strategy and you can see that consistency throughout. You know that when you go on Twitter, you're going to get a certain response that matches the type of response you would see on Instagram and Facebook and you know what they are about on LinkedIn and you know what you can you know, expect from them. I think all consumers, all customers want a consistent experience. They don't want to be frustrated when they go to Facebook and no one is home. And then on Instagram, it's something completely different. Um, You know, all of those experiences need to be thought out, have a good brand strategy behind it. And that is what makes the difference. And if you follow these six steps from knowing your identity developing that visual experience. Step four being the mission, vision, keywords, phrases, and questions portion, and then putting it all together in a cohesive brand guide where your team knows what you are about, you know what you're about, and your customers will know what you're about. You will have a killer brand. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that helps you and your business develop a great brand online and that your digital marketing efforts will be stronger because of it. Tune in next week on the Socialized Communications Digital Marketing Podcast. hope you enjoyed that episode for more check out the rest of our episodes on spotify and you can also find socialized communications on instagram at socialized communications please let us know what you think and stop by and say hello bye till next week Mm